Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Good afternoon and welcome to Episode 40 of Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 and 92.3 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and if today is your first time tuning into the program, I just want to share with you the heart behind Serving Our Nation. This is a program that is focused on encouraging people to become servant leaders, and my goal is to offer you hope and encouragement through stories each week of people that have dedicated their lives to living out this idea of servant leadership and honoring God. Because what I know to be true is that when you do that, blessings will naturally follow as a byproduct of that service. Because at the end of the day, all of us are ministers of one kind or another, and we are imbued with special gifts by God. Every single one of us has different talents, abilities, and gifts. And because of that, when we see a need, it is our obligation, our responsibility to fill that need to the best of our ability. Because serving is for everyone in all walks of life. Whether you're in the military, a business leader, a faith leader, a community leader, or even just in your family, you can be a servant leader. And last week, we've seen that demonstrated with the family aspect with our guests, Tim and Emery Brown. These are people that are newly married, but they are so focused and committed towards each other. And then they've taken that love for each other and amplified it and put it out into the community, into their church and into the workplace. So if you didn't hear episode 39, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that on the podcast. But for today, Let me share just a little bit about me that's relevant for today's show. I had the great opportunity of starting this program, Serving Our Nation, on the 21st of February of this year. And in the last 10 months, I've had a total of 77 guests on this show. And through those guests, there have been incredible, powerful lessons that I've heard from each person that has come on to the show. And so today, in episode 40... We're going to go through the top 10 lessons of servant leadership because, you know, there is something very special about the number 40. If you read your Bible at all, you'll know that Noah was on the ark for 40 days and 40 nights, and Moses spent 40 years wandering in the desert, and Jesus Christ himself spent 40 days in temptation in the desert. So we're going to talk about these last 39 episodes in episode 40. And we're going to reflect on the top 10 lessons of servant leadership for today's program. So stay with us. We'll be right back. In the good and the bad You have always had my back You are good to me all the time You are You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media Production. 
and welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1492.3 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and today we're talking about the top 10 lessons in servant leadership that we've gleaned from the guest over the last 10 months. So number 10. We have an obligation to use our individual and unique gifts to help solve and or bear other people's pains. And so looking back over this show, I think about people like Danny Nolan. This guy is a police officer, a mortician. He was an investigator. He's a musician. He's a handyman. And he's a business owner. And he takes all of these different giftings that he has to help other people with their unique pains and problem sets. I think of my friend Chris McCall. He's a life group leader, and within that capacity, he hosts people at his house every Saturday morning, bearing their pains, being in relationship with other people, and helping them work through this thing we call life. I think about my good friend, the Honorable Patrick Murphy. If there is ever an advocate for veterans, it is Honorable Patrick Murphy. This guy has had hundreds, if not thousands of people come to him and ask for help with a myriad of different things over the course of his career. And Patrick Murphy never tells anybody no. Whether it's a letter or a phone call or advocacy for something, he is always there in their court. I think about people like Mel Padine and Noel Sinclair, and they've used their giftings and heart for ministry to start this program called the WOW Center, where they are really just encouraging people, lifting people up, exercising together, and sharing encouraging stories. They're using their giftings to help bear other people's pains and lift other people up. I think about Ray Capon and Scott Carter, people that have focused their lives on the canonization of Father Emil Capon. Similarly, Mr. Al Lambert, who has worked towards the canonization of Father Vincent Cappadano. And then I think about people like Minister Deborah Johnson, Judy Breton, and Dr. Van Strum, all people that are involved with prison ministry and have used their background and their experiences and their giftings to pour into people that are in the prison system but need to feel and know the love of God within that place. And then I think about people like Michael and Kathleen Van Stein, the people that founded this organization called Spectre Care Foundation, where they've created a safe place for veterans to come and feel loved. And then you also have people like Kali Turner and Peg Sheffield. Now, these are people that have started a place called Heroic Gardens. Now, Heroic Gardens, if you're not familiar with it, this is an organization that specifically works with veterans. Veterans like myself that have PTSD. Veterans that need to feel like they are taking their next step, that they are moving on with their life. And so Kali and Peg both have a strong passion and giftings for horticulture. And so they've used their background to help build and grow these beautiful plants and gardens and trees in the homes and backyards of veterans and veteran facilities throughout the Philadelphia and New Jersey area. And so I'm so thankful for all these people that have truly shown beyond the shadow of a doubt through their lives, again, this idea, when we have an obligation 
to use our individual and unique gifts to help solve and bear other people's pains. All right, number nine. It is critically important to keep your life in balance. And that means all of the different things that you have going on. Maybe your jobs, you have different interests, you have passions, maybe you're going to school, maybe you're a wife or a husband, maybe you have kids. And so it's critically important that as we're going out and we're doing this idea of servant leadership, we have to keep our lives in balance. And the person that reminds me of that more than anybody else in the world is my bride, the love of my life, Heather McCullough. And so she, in her own right, is a tremendous servant leader. So she has worked as a teacher for the last 20 plus years. She started out as a teacher when I started my military career, and she's still going strong with that. And now she is this person called a SBTL, a school-based teacher leader. And her entire mission is to help grow and develop other teachers. And she has such a heart for all these teachers. And she wants to help all of them grow and develop and to take their next step. And she's constantly pouring herself out into these teachers. And on top of that, she was a student herself for the last four years. She wanted to continue with her own education and Development, So she went and got a master's degree, and that wasn't enough for her. So then she went and pursued a principal certification with the University of Pennsylvania. On top of that, she has all these passions with crafting and scrapbooking and all things of that nature. On top of the tremendous job of being my wife and a mother to our two kids. And she's always reminded me of how important it is to balance serving other people with the other things you have going on in your life, right? Like I enjoy being involved at church and in my community and in the workplace, but that doesn't do me any good if I'm neglecting my family, if I'm neglecting my kids, if I'm not taking my wife out on a date. So I would encourage you to do that, to do the same thing that my wife is telling me. And it's certainly not just my wife. We've seen that modeled in other people as well. So I look at a person like Erica Webster. She's the CEO of a gym called Dub Fitness. Erica is also on a number of other boards, including AUSA, where I have the privilege of working with her. And she's a brand new mom. And Erica had the courage to do what some people aren't willing to do. She said, I just had a brand new child, and so I'm pushing pause on some things. And she pushed pause on AUSA. And I completely respect her for that. Because right now, where she needs to engage is with her brand new child. And what I said to her is, Erica... I completely, totally understand the needs and push pause on AUSA right now. And when you're ready and when your child is to a point where it doesn't require every single minute of your time, I'd love to have you come back and fully engage with our team. But she's putting the priority where it needs to be right now with her brand new baby. Then I look at other people on our team like Eric Stetson and Dave Gillespie. So these two gentlemen were just on not too long ago. And you were heard all the different things these guys are involved with. So on top of being on the team for AUSA, Associate Student of the United States Army, Eric works at Four Block. He works at his church. He's a dad. 
Dave, he has a home improvement project going on, very active in his church, very engaged with his family. And again, during that particular show, we talked about the need, the incredible need for balance, because it's no good if these guys are pouring all of their heart and soul into AUSA and neglecting their job or neglecting their church or neglecting their family. Earlier, I was mentioning Tim and Emery Brown. And so this couple, again, newly married and so committed to their own marriage and the love that they have for each other. But they're also balancing Kingsway Leadership School. Tim's a student there. Emery's a mentor for the program. They're tremendously involved in their church. And both of them have jobs on the outside that they're trying to manage. Right. So how can they possibly give to other people if they're not giving to their own marriage first? so incredibly important to make sure you're maintaining that balance. And a month or so ago, I had the privilege of having on the program Mrs. Holly Daly. Now, if you don't remember, she is the wife of the former Sergeant Major of the Army, Dan Daly. And right now, she's also serving as the Family Readiness Director for AUSA at the national level. She's also, during the course of her uh, career with her husband, she was the leader of multiple Family Readiness Groups. And she presently serves on a wide variety of boards. But again, during my conversation with her, she communicated to me how important it is in modeling servant leadership and being that servant leader and serving her husband to make sure she keeps her priorities in line. Because before anything with the Army happened, she and her husband happened. And that has to be at the top of everything else that she has going on. And then I think about somebody like Lieutenant Stephen Rogers. Now, my interview with him was quite a while ago. It was back in the beginning of the program, but I distinctly remember how many things this guy is involved in. So not only is he a veteran, but he's also a retired police detective, which is where the lieutenant part comes in. He's also involved with multiple boards. He serves throughout his community in a myriad of ways, and he's a family man. Like, this guy has a lot going on. But he really emphasized to me, even in a private conversation, how important it is to make sure that you're keeping balance. So I would really encourage you to keep this particular lesson in the top of your mind and in your heart. All right, number eight. Number eight, there's always someone you can mentor using your own life experiences and education to help them Take their next step. Now listen, when I think about this lesson of servant leadership, I think about some of my friends like Reverend Jimmy White. This guy has been involved with the Travis Mannion Foundation for years. And when you see pictures of the Travis Mannion Foundation and things they're doing, Jimmy's picture is often on there, right? Like he's the poster boy for the program in a lot of regards because he does so much to serve other people. And one of the main things that Jimmy does is mentorship. He goes to schools throughout Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and throughout the country now at this point, talking about how you can be a leader of character. Jimmy is an incredible example of a mentor, of a leader of character that is trying to communicate that to the next generation, as young as young kids in grade school, through middle school, high school, and even college. Then I think about my friend George Probasco. So right now, he's the director of Kingsway Leadership School. 
And the whole point of that program is developing the next generation of servant leaders and helping people really live out this idea of servant leadership. Then I think about Angie Pasitti and what she's doing in this program called Next Steps at Kingsway Church. And she's mentoring people and she's using her experiences to help people take that next right step. It's in the name of the program. Then I think about the guy that started Kingsway Leadership School. My friend and the senior pastor of Kingsway Church, Pastor Phil Caparelli. This guy's whole focus in life is leadership development. He's told me on a number of occasions what his calling is to help people take their next step. All he wants to do is mentor and grow people. I think about a guest that was on with my wife a number of months ago. Her name is Missy Gingrich, and she has been an educator and a mentor for her entire career. And the primary thing she does is pour into people. And I told you, my wife's been in education for quite a while, and Missy Gingrich was one of her very first principles that poured into her and helped her grow into the teacher that she is. Then I think about Justin Burns. Justin Burns was on probably a few months ago as well, and he has an organization called Keystone Mission. And his whole thing is helping homeless people take their next right step. Get up off the street, get your life together, and take your next right step. Then there's a guy, Bob Thomas. Bob was my lifelong mentor. He started out helping me through the ROTC program years ago, and he still does it in ROTC programs today. Dan Tarrant, he has his own show called Personally Catholic, and he's helping people take their next step of faith to take the deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. Then I've got another guy, Sean Callahan. He was on the same episode with Dan Tarrant, and he talks about discipleship and how important it is to constantly have someone speaking into your life, helping you take that next right step. And he did that for me when I was in Kuwait. And finally, Cynthia Caldwell. I was just talking to her this morning. She's a former teacher, a grandmother, and a graduate of the KLS program, and she focuses her whole life on mentorship. Incredible stories. All right, number seven. There is no age or handicap that can stop you from serving other people. I look at Bob Frollo. This man is in a wheelchair, but still diligently serving as a VSO. Ray Boutwell, he was in the program months ago, but he's 96 years old and still serving in his community as a baker. And then I think about my young kids, Paul and Sarah McCullough. These kids are still teenagers, but they actively, diligently seek out ways that they can serve within our family unit and in their community. All right, number six. The more prominent you are, the more you can and should do for others. So I think back over the course of this program, I look at guys like the Honorable Ken Wong, who's a CASA, civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, Rear Admiral Kent Davis, he's in charge of the Alabama Department of VA, Melissa Fitzgerald, who runs the National Association of Drug Corps Professionals, Lieutenant General Dave Bassett, who runs the DCMA program for the Army, General Carter Ham, the former CEO of AUSA, Sergeant Major of the Army Dan Daly, who's the Vice President for NCO and Soldier Programs, Major General Mark Simmerly, who's the Commanding General for Fort Lee and Cascom, and Brigadier General Ed Brandt, who's now the pastor of Lely Presbyterian Church. I look at the lives of all these senior leaders, people that I've had the incredible privilege to talk to over the course of this show, 
And the main thing that jumps out at me when I think back on those conversations is how very much these people want to serve others. In the conversations that I had with them offline and during the show, they kept saying to me, Paul, what else can I do for you? Paul, what else can I do to help in the community? Please let me know. Reach out to me. Let me know if there's anything else that I can ever do to be helpful to you, to be helpful to the radio program. These people know that, just like it says in the Spider-Man movie, with great power comes great responsibility. They know that. They live that out. And they are the first people to jump in and really be that voice of help, the voice that can come alongside you and give you maybe a helping hand or lift you up when you really need it because they have not let the power go to their head and they help other people. Now listen, this is only the number 10 through 6 of the Lessons in Servant Leadership. The next five are even more exciting. So we come back from the break. We're going to continue with the top 10 lessons in servant leadership. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You are here Moving in the I worship you I worship you You are here Working in WOND Pleasantville. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 and 92.3 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and today we're talking about the top 10 lessons in servant leadership. So we left off with number six, so here's number five. Number five, you can use painful experiences from your past to bring good to others. Now listen, when I think about this particular lesson in servant leadership, I think about a good friend of mine that I have an opportunity to work with, and that's Chaplain Colonel Retired Gordon Grossclos. Now through the course of Gordon's life, both he and his son have suffered really terrible accidents of different kinds. But Gordon took those hardships and he said, you know what? There are people in this world besides me that are hurting and I want to use my life. I'm going to dedicate my life to serving other people as a chaplain. He felt that call from God and he spent his entire army career as a chaplain and is still doing so by serving other chaplains now that he's retired from the army. I think about a person like Ralph Galati, a guy that was a prisoner of war in the Vietnam era. And now he's taken that experience of all the things that happened to him as a POW, and he's a public speaker. He's a consultant. He's a board member. He's a guy that would give you the shirt off his back if you asked him for it, because he knows the hardship that he went through as a Vietnam POW, and he wants to help other people through their hardships. And he gives to his community in so many ways to be able to help do that. I think about a guy that I met not too long ago at the AUSA National Meeting, 
And it's a gentleman that was on a couple months ago, Robert Boyer. So this guy was a veteran, I believe, of the Afghanistan War. And because of his experiences and the hardship that he encountered during that conflict, when he returns home, he started an organization called Operation Black Sheep. And this is a guy, again, that took the difficulty that life threw at him and made lemonade out of lemons. So now with Operation Black Sheep, he's able to help other veterans through their hardship, through their PTSD experiences. Think about a man named Nicholas Hoyt, a guy that lost many of his family members through various tragedies, but he took that experience and turned it around, put it on its head, and he said, well, in memory of my family members, in tribute to them, I want to go out and serve in my community. And he took his own family members, his kids and his wife, they go out and now they serve in the community in memory of the family members that he lost. I think about a guy named John Church, a guy that's a Vietnam veteran, and we could go on at nauseum about how poorly Vietnam veterans were treated when they came home. But John took that pain and that experience and again, turned it around, put it on its head, and t- became an author and a small group leader helping other Vietnam veterans use their faith to cope with what's going on around them and to become a better version of themselves. I think about my good friend, Karen Escalani, and she's told me many times of the painful past that she had experienced, but she went through the KLS program, and it helped to transform her. And now, she has completely dedicated her life to serving in her business, to serving in the community, to serving in the church because she was able to feel that love of God, get past the painful things that happened to her before, and now to show that love of God to other people. Number four. Media can be a powerful way to serve other people. Now, the first person that comes to my head when I think about that is the guy that got me onto this program, and that is Mr. Joe Griffey's and Mr. Joe Krause. So these two guys, Joe Griffey has the Welcome Home Show. Joe Krause is the executive producer of Serving Our Nation. And these two guys took a chance on me in the beginning of this year. Joe Griffey said to Joe Krause, hey, I see something in this guy. This guy has potential. Joe Krause took a chance on this young guy with no experience and gave me an opportunity to host this show for the last year. And then I think about my good friend, Mr. James Rabick, who's been the producer for multiple shows on WOND, including this program. And he, I, I love what James said when he was a guest on the show not too long ago, that he loves being the behind-the-scenes guy and taking his skills and what his know-how to be able to craft things together and music and sound effects and all those things to make a show sound great. I think about a guy that's another good friend of mine, Mr. Steve Burton. He's a music teacher for both my kids, but he's also a songwriter. And I got to tell you, I listen to his music all the time because it brings me joy. It makes my heart just full listening to his music and more to the point to see my kids learn how to play music and follow in his footsteps. Then I think about a guy named Steve Miska. This guy wrote Baghdad Underground. And this book has been so powerful in encouraging other people to take that leap of faith 
and be a voice for veterans, to be a voice for refugees. I think about my friend Kristen Leone. So Kristen, she has her own TV program called Breaking Barriers. And Kristen was good enough to have me on her show in the beginning of her program, her very first episode of Breaking Barriers. She invited me to be her first guest. And she's gone on and done much bigger and better things uh, than just having me on over the course of her show. But she uses her platform to, again, talk about what people can do to break through barriers, to take that next leap of faith. Incredible show that she has, and I encourage you to watch it if you haven't. I think about my friend Nicole and Amelia Casper. So Nicole is in a different area of media. Nicole produces documentaries, and her documentaries are so incredibly powerful because what she does is talk about the hardship of veterans and what it's like to be in the veteran community, and she gives veterans a voice. She is incredibly serving the veteran community with her giftings. Then I think about a guy that was on the program not too long ago, and quite a character, but a heart of gold, Father Jim Drucker, otherwise known as the doo-wop priest. And I got to tell you, I love having this guy on the show, because not only did he give me some lessons of how I can improve my craft and do better as a radio show host, but he also was so full of life and so full of energy. And he has his own show that he's been hosting for quite a while. He's been on the air for decades. And he uses his programming to lift up other people and to make other people laugh. And he's been on newspaper articles and TV shows and interviewed countless times because of what he does through radio. All right. Number three. Military service can have a ripple effect for continued service. Listen, if you look back over the course of this show, there have been so many veterans that have been on this program. Now, arguably, I'm a little biased because I'm a retired lieutenant colonel, and so I have a lot of friends that are in the military community. But when you look back and really analyze the lives of these people that are veterans that you know have gone on to do other things, It is undeniable that military service creates a heart for continuing that service outside of the military. I think about my friend, Frank Swerko. He and I went to Iraq together. So he was in the military. He was also a police officer. He retired from the police force, went back into the military, is currently a command sergeant major. He's deployed yet again because he raises his hand to go and serve in hardship locations. And now, while he's in a deployed location, he started an organization called Band Together, where he is helping people really just come together through music. I think about my friend, Mark Meeker. This guy just recently retired from our beloved Army. And congratulations, Mark Meeker, if you're listening. But... He is now looking for the next way to serve. I said to Mark, congratulations, what's next? And he said, I don't know, but I know I want to be able to use my giftings to serve people. And not only that, so his son is now grown up and he's his own man in his own right. And his son is now a firefighter. So continuing the legacy of service, maybe not in the same way as dad did, but definitely continuing a legacy of service. I look at my friend Dean DeSibio. 
Dean's a retired colonel, but went on to start another organization called Colonel's Leadership Council, where he helps people to understand leadership lessons through movies. Chaplain Scott McChrystal. This guy was a retired chaplain colonel, but after that, he went on and he was an endorser for the Assemblies of God denomination and now works for an organization called the Warrior's Journey, yet again helping people through PTSD. I look at my friend Mike Cherry. Not only is he an Air Force veteran, he went on and became a pastor. He became a principal at a school. He became a police chaplain. And now he's a delegate for the local area where he lives. I think about my friend Chaplain Justin Cohen. So he was a veteran. He did his time serving in the military. And now he's a chaplain for countless VSOs, veteran serving organizations, across the Philadelphia area. I think about my friend Mr. Alex Archowski that I just had an opportunity to see the other night. Alex was a Navy veteran. He served in both the active duty and the reserves, transitioned out of the military twice, and now has an organization, GPVN, Greater Philadelphia Veterans Network, where his entire mission is helping other people transition well. Mr. Glenn Blumstrom, this guy's also a retired colonel, but he went on to become an adjunct professor and a representative for Living Works. Dr. Ken Hartman, he served, and now he is the founder of Our Community Salutes, a national organization promoting service, thanking people, young people, for their service. Colonel Dave Davis, still a reserve colonel in the United States Army, but now also serving as a director of admissions for Penn State. Bill Kamer, he talked about how important it is to continue that legacy of service. So he served as a chaplain assistant for years and years, did a full career, and now serves as the director of the chapel of the four chaplains. And then Mr. Kevin Weaver. So he did his time in the military service and went on to start an organization called the Warrior's Journey. And yet again, another way to serve veterans. All right, number two. Number two is that business leaders can make a big impact on their employees and their community. I think about my friend, Mr. Dean Wegner. Dean is the CEO and founder of a company called Authentically American. And what I love about Dean more than anything else is that he's very intentional about tithing. He's got a small business, hasn't been in existence very long, but since he started his company, he gives 10% of everything his company makes and he gives it back to charity. I think about Nikki and Andy Lucas. These are two sisters that started a company called Days of Gifts. And through their company, they developed personalized and very, very thoughtful gifts. And I got to tell you, it made such an impact to my mom when I gave her Days of Gifts for every day during the month of March, during her birthday month. What they were able to do for my mom, such very personalized and incredibly thoughtful gifts, was a memory my mom will have the rest of her entire life. I think about Diane Rumley the CEO and founder of Support Military Families with her husband. And she goes around and gives so many materials and resources to military families across the country. My friend Sammy Kasha, he is the owner of an award-winning bakery, but he uses that bakery as a mentorship lab, helping people to grow and step out on their own. And I think about somebody like Brenda Swartz, She started an organization called Warrior Family Ministries, and she has developed a team of chaplains that go out across the country helping people and helping people to grow and develop incredible people. 
All right, last one. Number one. Number one. Listen, if you don't get anything else, please take this away. Putting other people ahead of your own needs brings a lifetime of blessings. You know, I'm really involved in my local church, and I've had an opportunity to develop a relationship and a friendship with Pastor Brian White, who is the senior pastor for a number of years. He served as a pastor for 20 years. Pastor Lena Corzine, who's been the executive pastor at Kingsway for quite a while. Pastor Dave Charnick, who was a youth pastor there. And he's helped me with the coming-of-age events for both my kids. And if there's one thing that I have heard from all three of these pastors over and over and over again, you know, they don't make a lot of money. Pastors, they don't go into it to become wealthy or even to lead a comfortable way of life because being a pastor is hard. You're always on call. You don't make a lot of money, but they do it because they receive blessings. And those blessings are not any kind of finances or anything like that. The blessings they receive are lives changed. I heard it over and over and over from them over the last five or six years that I've been in this church. The blessings they have is when people take their next step of faith, when people develop that stronger relationship with Jesus Christ, when they're able to engage in their faith, when they're able to turn their lives around from maybe a path of darkness to a path of righteousness. That is the lifetime of blessings they receive because people come back to them and say, Pastor, thank you so much for what you did for me. Thank you for helping me grow. Thank you for introducing me to this person named Jesus Christ. Listen, we come back from the break. We're going to do a final reflection on servant leadership. So stay with us. We'll be right back. To catch my breath before I start off again. Driven on without a moment to spend To pass an evening with a drink and a friend You're listening to Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough, a Jacob Media Production. And welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk, 1492.3 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and as we close out today's show, Let's just talk about some simple, tangible steps that you can take to become a servant leader. Listen, the first thing I would encourage you to do is take a skills inventory of some kind. There's a lot of them out there. And discover the gifts that God has given you. Don't just wander aimlessly through life. Be intentional and figure out how you're wired if you don't know already so you know how you can best engage and how you can best serve. And then I would encourage you to think about your current sphere of influence and the people who look up to you. Because it's within this area, your current sphere of influence and the people that you can mentor and people that are looking to you for encouragement and guidance and all those things, that's where you can have the most impact where you serve and when you serve. I would encourage you to think about what you've learned through your education and your experiences because those mean something that can help you when you go out to serve other people. You bring all those things with you, your education, your experiences, all the different giftings that God give you. You bring all that to bear when you go out and serve in any different area. So then I would say to you, think about how you can use those gifts and your sphere of influence and your experiences to serve. Maybe it's in the military. Maybe it's in your community. Maybe it's the place where you work. 
Maybe it's your church. But think about how you can bring all those things together. And then I would say to you, develop a plan to integrate at least just one new activity into this new year in 2022 and have a balanced approach that keeps your priorities aligned with all of your activities. And then I would say to you, share that with other people to encourage other people to do what you're doing, to serve other people. Now, maybe that's through social media. Maybe it's through a media platform like radio or TV or whatever it is. But share it with other people in whatever way that you can. And the last thing I would say to you is remember to serve your family on a daily basis. And again, this could be something so small. It doesn't have to be a big thing. But maybe it's you let your family pick what you're going to watch. Or maybe it's doing a chore for your family member. There's a hundred different ways that you can serve your family every day. I would just encourage you to think about that and be more intentional in this new year. Now listen, every week I talk to you about putting good at the universe brings it back to you. I got to tell you, today I had the most incredible experience that I've ever had and I want to share that with you. The short version of the story is at the church and I was serving at the church on what we call the Next Steps team and this woman came up to me and we looked familiar to each other and she said to me, You're that man. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, well, I remember not too long ago, there was an event here at the church, and you went up, and you were praying for a bunch of people, and I came up for prayer. And you prayed for me to receive the love of God, to just know that I am loved. She said, that changed my life. It changed everything about how I perceive the world and how I engage with the world. And now I have that love. I've received that love. And I'm able to share that love now with other people. It has changed my life. And you have no idea how grateful I am to you for that prayer you prayed for me. I got to tell you, when she told me that, I nearly came to tears. You never know how your life and your good work is going to affect other people. Listen, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And in 2022... I would encourage you to be a better version of who you are. I would encourage you to forgive others that may have wronged you. Because harboring unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I would encourage you to live out what it says in John 13, 34. Love others as I have loved you. Listen, as you go about your week, no matter where you're at, always ask, how can I help? Thanks for listening, and God bless. Oh,